0: Hey, it's Deacon here. I'm hosting a new workshop called Hiring Secrets to help you find the right people who will take your business to the next level. Join me live on April 6th, and I'll show you my biggest secrets and tools to building a high-performance team. Get all the details at deaconbradley.com, click the Hiring Secrets link in the menu, or check today's show notes for all the links you need. Now, let's get back to the podcast. (laughs) So I've been working with this client for about three or four uh, sessions. Now we're kind of early on and we've been laying the groundwork for his online business growth. And this session that we did this week, I'll never forget this, this moment where his face just lit up and he just says, man, you must've just saved me 30 or $40,000. Oh my goodness. Hello and welcome to the Sharp Business Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Deacon Bradley. Just me this week. Justice is out at an event, but I want to keep this party going because I have been having a phenomenal start to 2022, learning some incredible lessons, uh, have some really cool stories that I want to share with you, stories that are helping other people's businesses grow, and I want them to help your business grow too. So on today's show, I want to share with you an all too common story that I hear about online business growth. And uh, I've encountered this twice and both times it's been, yeah, just really fun to discover. Uh, Also a big surprise to discover. And this first one, somebody we've been working with for uh, somebody that I was working with for about three or four sessions now, like we just started up in December. They sell, Uh, a digital product online. And we've been kind of spending the beginning portions of this. The goal is to essentially five X their revenue next year. And I think that's a really conservative goal. That's something they can, they can definitely do because they have a tremendous product. People love the product, but there's a lot of things missing when it comes to customer acquisition. And right now it's kind of driven by uh, organic YouTube growth is the same thing. So we're going to figure out how to actually pour gas on that. So I start at the same place that I start with many brands. And this was whether brands were coming into the agency when I was a partner over there or whether brands come to me individually and they want to grow online. One of the first places that I begin is with their messaging. And because often that's missing. There's, there's this missing foundation of like, uh, this is a whole other episode. It's this is missing foundation of like the messaging. How do you connect with your customers? What are you about? Uh, what is it you say that helps you stand out? And it's not something that you just farm out to an agency. I probably have at least one to two good rants every single week <laughs> just on that topic. So um, you're going to hear more about that. But in today's episode, I wanted to focus on this moment where we had kind of gotten through the messaging stuff. We were putting it in place. You know, we just redone one of the sales pages. And as we're doing that, we're looking at numbers. How is the sales page performing so far? Uh, trying to get a baseline so that we know as we make changes, we can make data-driven decisions going forward, data-driven observations going forward, and actually know when we're improving things and know when we're not improving things. And so we start to look at the numbers. And the first thing that we notice is the Facebook ads was the only paid channel. And that had been, it was a typical uh, way that I see brands do Facebook ads, which is Hey, this thing is selling okay already. Let's get an agency, plug them in, and they can run ads, and then it'll do better. And because agencies are are third party outsourced things, it's really convenient. You kind of just set it and forget it. Like plug them in, and you're off to the races. And and that's what this brand had done. And when we were starting to dig into the numbers, it was like one number after another, and I start kind of putting this picture together of how this is working, and we realize that Facebook. Advertising and all the money he's spending over there was driving basically no sales. There were some, but it was it was probably like a negligible number where it's like, oh my goodness, what? Like, how did I not notice this? And uh I don't say this to fault them because there are so many things when you're running a business, there is a lot riding on your shoulders. I get it. That's why I love working with founders and CEOs, because you shouldn't have to be an expert at digital marketing to grow a great business online that's just something I believe. And that's how I help CEOs and founders succeed with. And so as we're finding this, he wasn't mad, but he was instantly like relief. Just that is instant 30 to 40 grand that can just fall straight to the bottom line and go right in my pocket. Like this is actually kind of incredible. Now this was, this was essentially like a small, a small surprise, right? And you might think, oh, you know, probably one CEO doesn't know their numbers. Like, not me. I, I know what's going on. So same story or same scenario a month earlier. I'm working with a different CEO. and This one is spending ten dollars to $15,000 a day online on their ads. Okay. So do the math. They're approaching They're like upper hundreds of thousands, approaching seven figures a month that they want to spend on their ads. When we went and dug into those numbers, it was unfortunately like the same problem, right? So where they thought they were generating three, almost three X return, it was actually more like a third of the sales. And so for every 10 grand they were spending every day, they were getting about 3000 to $4,000 in return. And that is, <laughs> unless you're like a Silicon Valley venture funded thing, like that's not how you want to run the business, right? So this is a, problem that i have seen at all levels i've seen it at small levels i've seen it at big levels luckily both of these founders had really good products and businesses that were doing well enough that they didn't even notice the mistake but i want to point this out to you because i i see it too often when i show up and when we're asking like how are things going and it's either taking the agency's numbers or you know just <clears throat> or uh they just don't really know they're just kind of doing motions that they think Are supposed to grow the online business, but there's not the evidence, isn't there to say, okay, we figured this out. So, what's the big lesson here? Yeah, you got to look at your numbers and all that. But the thing that I really want to point out is how important it is to be clear on your strategy for growth. And if this was a newsletter or a blog post, I would be like, all caps, letter your, all caps, word your, underlining it, be clear on your strategy for growth. I want you to know how your business acquires customers. Because you'll notice in each of those stories, the ads were not driving the sales, but they were getting enough sales that they could spend 10 to 15 grand a day and not notice that it wasn't profitable, right? Like this is, it's something that's selling really well, but it's selling really well, not at all because of the ads. Uh, In both cases, it's like, all right, my, my number one piece of advice, turn the ads off first. Let's make sure that we're right. So uh, turn the ads off, kept a close eye on it a week later. Yeah, there is zero impact on the business. And like this CEO is like, yes, found money. Let's, Let's redeploy this in a smarter way. So the number one lesson, be clear on your strategy for growth. How does your business grow? Not what did you hear on this podcast or another podcast, or what did you hear from a fellow CEO about how their business grows? You need to figure out how your business grows. If you don't know that, find somebody who has that curiosity and is data-driven and will follow that thread until they figure out what it is that you're doing that you can do more of. Now, just to lay a few things out here, for example, paid traffic is a strategy for growth. And within that, you need to be really clear on the channel. So, Facebook, not working for the, the story I shared at the top. That's not one. But we are going right back to paid traffic again, but we're going to be using YouTube because that's where all the organic sales were coming from. So we want to amplify that with YouTube. So paid traffic is an example. There was a a brand that I worked with uh, last summer, and we got to the stage where they were selling on Amazon. It was doing okay, but they really needed to learn how to sell their thing themselves, and like offline not offline, but outside of the marketplace world. They needed to sell it through their own website. And a part of that was deciding, okay, how are we going to get customers? How are we going to get sales? Uh, Paid traffic was one of the choices. It was debated. They chose to go the affiliate route because this was somebody who, uh, they had a copywriter on their team who could write good sales letters. Uh, They knew they had relationships with other people who had audiences that would potentially buy their product. They formed a relationship over at ClickBank so that they could really go all in on this affiliate model. But what I want to point out is how important it was that they were really clear on their strategy. They focused on one and they decided that that's what they're going to do. And when you decide on something, what that actually means, if you kind of go to the, the definition and the root and where this word comes from, is cutting off other possibilities. So when you decide to go affiliates, you say, All right, that means I'm not doing paid traffic right now. It means I'm not doing influencers right now. It means I am focused on affiliate traffic. Now, does that mean you just go down that road until it fails and your business <laughs> blows up and, and ends? No, absolutely not. You do come back and evaluate that and you make a new decision. Is this what we keep doing or do we try something different? But in the short term, what is really important is that you're just really clear and really intentional on your strategy for growth. How does your business grow? The same thing came up with a brand that I was working with that was um, getting approached by retail. So they were doing really well online. Uh, They didn't really even have any paid channels going, but it was selling enough that Walmart was showing up. Target was showing up. Uh, some, Some of these like subscription boxes with really large customer bases were showing up and saying, we want your product in our store. Okay. This is another one of those moments where you have to be really clear on how your business works, your strategy for growth. Because we mentioned this in the last episode when we were talking about company identity with me and Justice. And I shared a little bit about this story, but each of those routes, whether it's paid traffic, affiliates, influencers, retail, something else. Each of those requires different strengths, different people, different focuses. Uh, And if you start adding too many, they become distractions. So knowing that strategy for growth is absolutely key. From there, you kind of decide the next step is, all right, well, what are the key actions and what do I expect as a result? And I mentioned this a little bit when I'm talking to like, hey, do you go down this road indefinitely? And then maybe things fizzle out or don't work. Or how do you actually navigate when things don't work exactly? And and it's essentially this key actions and expected results. So if it was paid traffic, uh, one of the key actions might be, hey, we're going to start running ads and I expect to be gaining new customers that I pay $25 for every new customer that shows up not existing customers or old customers that are buying again. It's like, I need to acquire new customers from this channel and then I need, to, I need to be able to do it at $25 or less. That is a key action and an expected result that you can work towards and measure and then circle back and see, was I able to achieve that or not? Maybe from there you go to YouTube and say, all right, it's the same thing. Can I acquire new customers here Spending $25 for each new customer or less. That's another key action. Okay. So once you've identified your strategy, then you need to figure out okay, what does it look like to carry out this action? Decide on those actions, cut off the other possibilities, and then just kind of get into it. You know, start doing it, measure, evaluate, and then just re- keep repeating this loop. So there was, as, as a part of the story that I was sharing at the top, so the Facebook ads were driving basically no sales. We need to figure something else out. What we did was we put in this measure, evaluate, repeat loop, and we're just getting that loop going right now. There's a, a weekly spreadsheet that I like to, that I like to use is essentially like, uh, you take your, your key actions, your, your KPIs, if you will. So how, many, how much did you spend on ads? How much did you get in sales? How many people visited the sales page? How many people bought? Like that's a really simple, a really simple thing, right? And based on the how many people went to the sales page and how many bought, you should probably go ahead and just put a computed cell in there on the conversion rate. Now, every single week, I would be writing down numbers in those cells. And I would do it with my own hand, not a, a robot or an automation, because This is like a a ritual that I always taught media buyers that they needed to do. We did it as a part of our leadership teams because I think it's really important ritual to sit down, write down those numbers, go look them up. It probably takes five minutes with the numbers I shared. If you have more KPIs, it might take you 10 or 15. But you're getting this time every week where you say, all right, now I go put my numbers in my weekly report. Look at my KPIs, right? With those numbers in there, you do it week over week. So column number one is week of, you know, whatever that Monday date is. And in the beginning, this doesn't look like much. But over time, what you get is you get context for these key actions. So, for example, uh, I mentioned a client that I'm working with that is driven largely right now, largely by YouTube organic traffic. Now, that can fluctuate tremendously. We're talking like, what did you put out lately? Did somebody mention you? Did your last video flop? Was there an algorithm change? And so a key metric that we're adding into that weekly thing is how many views did you get on your weekly video? So in his case, his weekly spreadsheet uh, is, you know, how much did you spend on ads? How much did you make in sales? How many people watched your videos? How many people visited the sales page? How many people bought from visiting that sales page? And what was that conversion rate? With just those numbers, this CEO went from kind of confusion and like looking around and guessing to instant clarity. Could see it on his face. He was like, okay, I know what to look at now and I know what's happening. And over time, we're going to develop this story where you can see, hey, we had a good sales week. What do we notice in these high-level KPIs? Well, there were a lot more video views or, or, hey, we made a change to the sales page. Conversion rate went way up. That was really good. Similarly, we have a week of bad sales. We're looking at the same things. What happened? Did the conversion rate drop? Did something happen with our paid traffic? Did something happen with our organic traffic? I can't tell you how important this is to take your key strategy and then put in this measurement process. And then right after you write down those numbers, you measure it, you evaluate it, which is really just 10 to 15 minutes of qualitative looking at the numbers and saying, is this what I expected to see? What could have influenced this? What am I noticing? And put that loop on repeat. If things aren't going well, maybe you go back and reevaluate your strategy. If things are going well, how can we do more of this? That is essentially the process of figuring out direct-to-consumer sales, improving it, scaling it, and just keeping on going so that you can grow your business with more clarity and less stress. Too many CEOs and founders and marketing leaders do things because they sound good, because they heard somebody else on this podcast or another podcast or at a traffic and conversion event or click funnels event and they hear the strategy and they're like, throw the strategy in. I'm doing that strategy too. That is a great way to learn things. I would, I just, I really really want to emphasize that you need to be so intentional when you bring things into your business. There's a mantra and a maxim that I live by and I run all my businesses by. I teach every executive that I work with this maxim. You're going to hear it probably over and over on this show because I love it so much. It's, I learned it from Jim Collins in his book, Good to Great, which is a manual of sorts that I've used in a number of businesses as well. The maxim is this. More businesses die of indigestion than starvation. This process, being clear on your strategy, will help eliminate indigestion. Being able to measure, evaluate, and repeat this loop will ensure that you don't starve. And those are kind of the the... The indigestion is the thing that gets so many businesses. Watch out for that. Put this process in place. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the show today. Remember, we're going to start doing some of these shows live, meaning as soon as I wrap up here, I want to get over and actually answer some of your questions. Sometimes it'll be right after we record. Sometimes it will be uh, on a different day, maybe office hour or something like that. But this is something that it gives me energy. It gives justice energy. And we want to do it more. And just recently, we started recording our episodes uh, on a platform called Riverside.fm. Uh, it, it's basically just lets us record, even if we can't be in the same room which was a little bit of a challenge for a little while, <laughs> you know, pandemic and travel and whatnot. So this platform allows us to be able to do that. Uh, I'm also streaming live on Clubhouse right now. So if Clubhouse is something you are a part of or enjoy, come on over. Because after this show, we love doing Q&A. I absolutely love working with founders and CEOs. It's my passion. It's my gift. And I love seeing your business grow